Good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday. It is a marvelous day out here today. Uh, it's actually very, very um, blue outside. Everybody who knows know in the Midwest right now, it's probably cloudy, maybe rainy, um, and you definitely won't get to see the sunshine. But today I want to talk about a topic that most of us probably get a little uncomfortable about. Uh, it's a topic of death, um, death through the eyes of a child. Um, I'd like to start off by saying uh, thank you, Father God, Lord Jesus Christ, giving us another day to worship you. Also giving us another day to express love uh, to humankind, mankind. Um, and we, we have the opportunity to forgive but never forget uh, situations that we've been put through and situations that will come to pass throughout our life. Um, but um, I want to give homage to uh, my family members um, that passed on this year, my agent as well as my Uncle Duke and my Uncle Harry this morning, um, Dr. Dr. Daddy G. Yeah, that's the first man that I knew who enjoyed being a DJ. I remember the time when I was younger, I would always go in this basement. And the first time I could remember me ever holding a microphone was downstairs in his basement. I used to love going over there, playing pool, playing basketball, things of that nature. I have a lot of fun memories of Harry the Hippie. But um, I want to talk about uh, uh, death. I remember uh, growing up, my mother was first diagnosed with cancer when I was in the 11th grade. And when I first found out the diagnosis, I remember just looking at my mother and saying to her, like, Mom, I love you. I'm going to miss you. I don't know what I'm going to do with you not being in my life. And that was extremely detrimental to uh, the way that I thought about life and also the way I communicated with women in my life um, from the time I was a, a teenager all the way on into probably uh, when I met my wife and all. Um, you know, she passed away the summer of 12th grade. I was going into college, Fair State University. And uh, I, I, I didn't get any counseling at all. And I, I think that's the one big thing in our community. When we uh, have death in our family, we figure that we can overcome this. It, we can sweep it under the rug. We can move past this. But really, if you do not do not handle these situations, it can leak out in other aspects of your life. I, I was reading something called the Mourner's Bill of Rights. Pretty much the Mourner Bill of Rights. It, it, it's a bunch of uh, tags where I have the right to grieve the death of my loved one. I have the right to grieve the death on my own time. I have the right to my feelings and sub-urges of sorrow. I have the right to grieve even when others think I should be over it. I have the right to remember and talk about my lost and loved one at any time. I have the right to demonstrate my feelings of grief in my own way. I have my right to repeat stage of grieving as many times as I need to. I have the right to phrase in and out of particular stage of grieving as often as I need to. I have the right to attach my own meanings to the loss. And I have the right to expect you to empathize with my grieving because someday you will be in my place. Um, I, I read this this morning and it, it really, 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 really hit home to me because it's, it's something that 
throughout my life, I never really got over the death of my mother until I got to a point where I was at the lowest part of my life. And I needed to handle all of the demons that was inside of me. I can remember, you know, being 19 and I, I felt that um, I was on top of the world. I was off at Fair State University, but I, I got sick. And I went to the hospital. I didn't tell any of my friends. Uh, you know, I had a ton of friends that went with me from high school and my best friend who went with me to Ferris State um, all the way from kindergarten through present day right now. Um, he was extremely upset with me, but I remember being in that hospital room and all I could think about was my mother. All I could think about was how I wanted one more last chance to hold, to touch, and probably to kiss her and tell her how much I miss her. Um, throughout my life, it was many different scenarios where it was Christmas time and I would hate to listen to Christmas music because it brought up so many past uh, situations that I, I didn't deal with. Uh, I can remember Christmas was my mother's favorite time of the year. We would go pick out a Christmas tree and her and I, we would sit there and put the decorations up while my father and my sister would be off doing something. That was our thing. So for a long time, I did not want to listen to Christmas music. I did not want to see a Christmas tree. Pretty much I was the Grinch and I was the, the, the person of Christmas past. I um, got to a point in my life where I said, you know, I have my own kids and I, I need to change the way that I feel about um, my mother's death, my mother's uh, passing. So for me, I had to allow myself to start to grieve and be angry. I can remember being angry at um, our father, God. Why did you have to take my mother away? But I... I as I got older, I got to the situation and I got to the point of thinking where it was best that um, he took her away. Because most of us see death as, as a bad thing, when really death should be viewed as a good thing. It should be looked at as this family member has completed their task and now they are transitioning to their next part of life. Uh, whatever that may be, you know, for most of us, we want to believe that our family believed in God, um, they were saved, and for those families, I'm pretty sure you're going to meet them again, and for some that wasn't saved, I'm unsure where they may go, because I know God is a loving God, as well as God knows your heart, and who's to say that before they left, they didn't have a chance to repent, and get saved in, in their own way, in their own time. I'm not here to judge anyone, and I'm not here to make anyone feel bad about anything. But the emotions that a child go through is we feel abandoned. We feel that we lost love. We feel that we will never be loved in that way again. And we feel that no one would understand us quite like that person that left us, whether it was your mother or whether it was your father or whether it was your sibling. But right now I'm talking more towards the parent aspect of this. Um, I remember uh, uh, going through hearing Boyz II Men's song, Mama, and that was one of my favorite songs. And I remember telling my mother, Mom, this is 
how I feel about you. And I remember her looking at me saying, hey boy, well then, if this is how you feel about me, then you need to start acting better towards me. And uh, that really, really got me to thinking, man, you know, I really don't know how much longer I'm gonna have this lady who's a, a beautiful soul, a sweet angel to me. Um, before I was able to heal, I had a ton of toxic relationships. Um, because again, when you lose a, a, a mother, you don't know how to really interact with women the way you're supposed to. Majority of us look at our fathers, especially guys, we look at our fathers as our heroes, uh, what we model to be, what we strive to be, you know, kind of like a, a, what we idolize ourselves to be. But a mother give you that love, that comfort, um, that vulnerability. And when my mother left, I wasn't able to have that. So all that I could do and think of was to model myself in the way guys are supposed to be and the way guys are perceived um, in our community, whether that means we're supposed to be players, we're supposed to be hustlers, we're supposed to be egotistical, we're supposed to think only about us. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about guys in uh, the age range of maybe uh, 17 to probably 30. You know, that's what I'm talking about. The ones that uh, do not have any real responsibility, uh, don't have kids, all you have to worry about is uh, going out clubbing, spending your money on your friends, things like that. So I was never, you know, able really taught to to love the way that I should love, to um, cherish a relationship, to treat someone the way I wanted to be treated because number one, I was hurt, and number two, I was still missing that part of my life that was no longer there that I, I still needed to be nurtured on. I could remember um, talking to people in ways that I shouldn't talk to them, doing things that I had no, no business doing, and being in and out of relationship without a regard to how that other person felt. Um, I remember having one relationship where, you know, this person said, hey, you know, uh, January 1st, you know, let's make this thing official. And we were dating for maybe about four months or so. And, uh, you know, January 1st came, you know, they set it out. They uh, 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 took me out to a nice restaurant, had candles, you know, wine, all of that stuff. And... They set it out, I mean, because they were extremely compassionate and they was extremely to the point of wanting to show me how much they value me and value my time and value my relationship with them. Um, through that, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I knew that I couldn't continue on. So number one, I had to tell that person right then and there, you know, hey, this isn't for me. I can't do this. I don't want to be with you when really I should not have been in a relationship or thinking about going to that extent with that person 
knowing that I wasn't secure or comfortable in myself at that time to even bother to give myself to anyone in that type of way. Um, far as in my relationship and my marriage, uh, I started my marriage off by, of course, still in that toxic state of mind where I felt like things had to go my way. It was either my way or the highway. And if if it didn't go my way, I would totally disapprove. And it would definitely leak out far as verbally. You know, never any physical stuff, but verbally. It wasn't until, you know, God took me off whatever throne that uh, I thought I was on. And he pretty much tore away every and anything that uh, I loved or that I uh, valued, you know, and I and and I had to come to grips with a lot of this had to deal with. I did not grieve my mother in the way that I should have grieved. I didn't allow myself to want to be open for love. Maybe I didn't feel like I deserved love because I felt abandoned. I felt hurt. I felt trapped. And throughout the rehabilitation of me turning into a better me, that's when I was able to say, Mother, I love you. Mother, I miss you. Mother, I forgive you. Because it was so many times to where I used to tell my friends, man, I, I don't have a mother. I remember <laughs> I was at Fair State and I was um, driving from a party and I had maybe about uh, 10 people in the expedition at that time. Everybody know how big an expedition is. Uh, I had 10 people in the truck and we got pulled over. I know I shouldn't have been drinking, but... I'm going to be real and I'm going to be 100 with you. When you go away to school, you do things and take part in things that you probably shouldn't do. I was underage drinking. I, I don't feel good about that and I'm not glorifying that at all, but I was underage drinking. I got pulled over by uh, one of the patrolmen. And I was, all I could think was, Mama, I miss you. Mama, please. Mama, come to me. Mama, get me out of this. He asked for my license, insurance, registration. The whole truck is nervous because everybody in the truck is under 19 and we was all drinking. Windows foggy. He came back to the car after he ran all my information and said, hey, kid, get back to the dorm room and uh, have a nice day. I remember one of my friends in that truck at that time period said, hey, Terry. Your mother got you out of this situation, and you need to be thanking her. True enough, my mother was there, but God got me out of that situation. But my mother was there to just to just look, to just watch, and uh, to be with me and keep me comfort comforted through that time where that could have been devastating to my career, to my livelihood. It, it would have been bad. Um, I think about all the people 
that I hurt because I was hurt. I had to also learn to forgive myself for things that I did to people and that and also forgive people for things that was done to me. But what I'm I'm saying, what I'm saying today is for people who have lost their loved ones, don't be afraid to get help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to just cry. Because like I said earlier, we're taught that grieving is a way of you being vulnerable, is a way of you being not a strong person. I remember, you know, when my uh, grandma, when my grandma passed, I remember being at the funeral. And I'm not going to mention who said this to me, but this how I always did when I went to funerals. Um, I'm looking at everybody crying. I'm looking at everybody hurt. And uh, I felt a, a tear want to come out my eye. But this person came up to me and said, hey, stay strong. Don't cry. Don't let it out. Excuse me. And I remember I didn't cry. I stayed strong. And I didn't let it out. It wasn't until four months later that um, I was working on some homework. Maybe I didn't want to do it at all. But I started getting all of these images of my grandmother and um, I couldn't stay strong. I couldn't hold it back. I had to let it out. I was devastated. And to me, as a kid, I didn't understand why I was crying now. To me, that grown up should have said, let it out. It's okay not to be strong. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to get with others and let it out and also think about the good times and be happy knowing that, you know, that's somebody that's gone to glory and you probably get to see them again as long as you live your life right <laughs> yeah excuse me like I say I'm still battling the cold I done had this cold for the past two weeks and I'm trying to get over it so excuse me for the sniffling and the coughing and things of that nature I just want to tip my hat to the people who figured out that it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to let it go I tip my hat to the people who are there to comfort those in a time of need especially when it's a parent and I also want to let these people know who are going through this tunnel right now that it'll be alright it'll take time but if you allow yourself to grieve the way you need to grieve it won't pour out in other parts of your life in the aspect of you, you may not be angry towards your spouse. You may not be angry towards your children. You may not hold a chip on your shoulder when you go to church. And you may not be resentful towards God 
that they took away, that he took away your loved one. I could be wrong, but I feel like when we come to this earth, we all have a purpose and a mission in our life. And once our purpose and mission is in life is completed, it's time to go on to the the, the next half, the bigger half. It's almost like school, if I if I want to put it in layman's terms, where you know you go through um, uh, elementary, then you go on to junior high, and then you go on to high school, then you go on <clears throat> to college, and maybe decide to get your master's or PhD excuse me that's how I I view life now I'm not saying that okay once you complete this mission you're gonna go to another planet (coughs) I'm not saying that at all but I'm saying once you complete your mission despite what age and how old you are then it's something else Because I feel like we are all, I feel like when we're with our Father God, we choose different paths to be able to feel certain pieces of our spirituality that we may not have been able to experience. So I feel like we choose certain things. And some people will say, well, why did you, why why, why would that person choose to live a, a, a will have a tragic death when you look at it in spirituality you look at it far as in we never die so you experience that then you transcend to the next phase that's that's another topic though um please feel free to leave me any email if you have any topics you want to discuss or you need me to address anything it's terry the thriller at yahoo.com again terry the thriller at yahoo.com i want to say i love you all i want you to have a blessed week i want you to have a blessed day i want you to take time out of your day to remember those that have passed on i want you to give give so much love And thanks to God for allowing you to see another day. And when your time comes, it's not that you did anything wrong. It's that you completed your mission and it's time to go on. Again, I love you. Have a great day.